Hello everybody. This is our fourth sermon looking at the book of Acts and we're looking at the spirit in action. Today we are looking at Acts 13 verses 13 to 52 and we are discovering how to share the gospel. So this week was our beach mission. It may have been very different this year, but it was still packed full of games and crafts, silly sketches and dressing up. Now, it may not surprise you to hear that all of this does not come very naturally to me. I like fun just as much as anyone, but I've never been one for dressing up. My wife will spend hours on face paint. I will do everything I can to avoid it. I don't know why. It just makes me feel anxious. The same is true when it comes to acting. Many in the team can take on characters really easily, whereas I feel a little stupid and self-conscious. This year, it was even more challenging. Doing everything on Zoom meant that I was constantly having to look at myself wearing a wig and a bow tie. That was a very discomforting sight, let me tell you. I find the beach mission then a challenge. Yet by the end of it, I've really enjoyed myself. I'm just as emotional on the final day as everyone else. I may be tired from the mental effort, but I'm certain that it's worth it. Why do we do the beach mission each year? We do it for one reason. We do it because we want children and young people to hear about Jesus. And this year we've witnessed the fruit of this. Through lockdown, we've had five young people complete a Youth Alpha course. Four of them made real commitments to Christ, and the other is very close. All five of these teenagers have attended previous beach missions. Some of them have been to every single one. The beach mission for them was an early step on the journey to faith. The joy that Emily, Ben and I got from seeing the young people give their lives to Jesus made all the discomfort that I feel for five days every summer pale into insignificance. The Bible is very blunt about things like this. When we step out to follow Jesus, sometimes we will have to do things that make us feel uncomfortable. But the promise is that joy awaits all those who do. In our passage today, we find Paul and Barnabas preaching in the city of Pisidian Antioch. This was a new city for the gospel, and for Paul and Barnabas, it would have been largely unknown. This was then a great step outside of their comfort zones. Paul and Barnabas went to the city because it was an important transport hub in the Roman world, and they knew if the gospel could take root there, it would soon spread right around the Mediterranean. It was not long before they discovered Pisidian Antioch to be a real challenge. As they spoke in the synagogues, trouble was stirred up. Soon persecution broke out and they were expelled from the region entirely. We do not get many of the details, but we know enough to realise that this was a time with many discomforts. But just look again at the final words of our reading. As they were expelled and travelled on somewhere new, the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Filled with joy. How could they be filled with joy when their lives had been made so difficult? Well, they knew they had been serving their God. They knew they were on the right track, for they were being treated just as their master Jesus had been. 
But above all, they had seen many Gentiles coming to faith. They had sensed the power of the Spirit at work within them, and they'd seen the fruit. Knowing that they were leaving behind new Christians in the city filled them with joy. So it seems then that even in the Bible, there is discomfort felt when the gospel is shared. But the results for those who step out in faith more than make up for it. But it's not just apostles in the Bible or missionaries in Africa or the beach mission team here on Isla that are called by God to speak out about Jesus. We all are, every single one of us. We may find this daunting. We may already have experienced some of the challenges that face us. But if we seek the Holy Spirit, he will come to help us. And as I found at the Beach Mission again this year, if we step out in faith to share the gospel with our family and friends, we will experience joy in the end. We could spend a long time on this passage, going through Paul's sermon in detail, but today I want to draw out three brief points to help us all as we seek to share the gospel today. The first lesson we learn from this passage is to use language that people understand. Why do we dress up and play games and write dramas for the children at Beach Mission? We do it because we're trying to do everything we can to relate to them. In this passage, we see Paul and Barnabas do the same. They work really hard to tailor their message to their audience. On arriving in the city, Paul and Barnabas head straight to the synagogue in order to speak to the Jews. Once there, they use appropriate imagery and language to help the people understand. If you skim through the sermon in your Bibles, you will see that they refer directly to the Jewish scriptures. They quote them again and again. You can see this clearly in the Bible as the quotes are indented in the text. Paul and Barnabas speak about the people the Jews care most about. They refer to their heroes, Moses, Samuel, David and John the Baptist. They immerse themselves in the Jewish story, charting the course from the Exodus to the Judges, then on to the kings and the period of exile. Can you see what they are doing? They're working to show how the gospel is the fulfilment of all God's promises to the Jews. By taking the time to do this, they are seeking to prove that what they are offering is not a new religion to be wary of, but the complete unfolding of the purposes of the Jewish God. What they are saying then is reasonable, understandable, relatable and real. Unfortunately, there are very few people who know their Bibles as well as the Jews did today. I would hazard a guess that most of our family and friends, neighbours and colleagues have no idea what God promised to David through the prophet Samuel. Therefore, if we want to make our conversation understandable to those we are talking to, we are probably going to have to start in a different place. A complete tour of the Old Testament might not be the most helpful place to begin, although of course we hope they may progress on to that later. So how might we tailor our language? Well, if we find our friends marvelling at the beauty of Isla or the creation around them, we tell them of the God who made it. If we find our friends despairing over the coronavirus, we speak to them about how our faith is helping us through it. 
Often in times of crisis, we will discover that our friends already have questions about God and life. It's important we listen and start with these before launching off into the complex Bible study that we think they need. Many times the most relatable way we can begin to talk to those around us is to share parts of our testimony, to speak of the difference that God has made to our lives, and that will lead them to want to know more. So this is the first piece of advice on how to share the gospel. We are to use language that people understand. Paul and Barnabas went straight to the Jewish scriptures when speaking to the Jews. We today are to drop the jargon and be real, meeting those around us wherever they are. The second lesson that we learn from this passage is that ultimately we are always to try and point people to Jesus. On the final day of Beach Mission, the team always tried to tell the gospel story. This year, they used the science behind robots. Robots have to do what they're programmed or controlled to do. Human beings, though, are not robots. We are given the freedom to make our own choices. Sometimes we make good ones, often we make bad ones, and for these we need forgiveness. Wonderfully, if we choose to follow Jesus who died and rose again for us, that forgiveness is available to us and we can enjoy God's presence forevermore. Can you see, relatable language, using the imagery of a toy that kids love to play with, leading them to Jesus. In our passage, the reason that Paul and Barnabas trawl through the Jewish scriptures is so they can describe how they climax in Jesus. Jesus is the ultimate destination of their conversation. Listen to what they say in verse 23. God has brought to Israel the saviour Jesus as he promised. Then they go on to speak of the cross and resurrection, giving all the evidence they can to prove that these were true and factual events. Then they explain that it's only through the cross and resurrection of Jesus that human beings can be made right before God. This is verses 38 and 39. My friends, I want you to know that through Jesus the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. Through him, everyone who believes is set free from every sin, a justification you are not able to obtain under the law of Moses. Truly, however we start our conversations with family and friends, we eventually need to get to Jesus. He is the one saviour of the world that they need to hear about. So if your conversations began about creation... Tell your friends how creation was made for Jesus and is held together moment by moment by him. He came to save it and one day will return to restore it. If your conversation began about the coronavirus, tell them about how Jesus wept at the graveside of his friend, how he helped those in need, how he defeated evil and how one day he will enable a world where crying and pain will be no more. If your conversation began with your testimony, tell your listeners what it means to know Jesus, for him to be alive in your friend. Tell them of the evidence for your faith, the Bible, and any answers to prayer that you have experienced. People today are still captivated by Jesus. After all, you and I are. 
So let us make it our goal to be open about Jesus with our friends and family, speaking about him in a language that they understand. The third lesson we learn from this passage is that as our conversations progress, we need to encourage our listeners to make a response. In the final group session on the beach mission, we encourage the children to tell us where they were with faith. Having heard of God's love for them, did they want to be a friend of Jesus? Were they already a friend of Jesus and wanted to say thank you? Or did they have more questions that they needed answering? We gave them a chance to respond and then prayed for them. In our passage, Paul and Barnabas are very forthright about the response they're encouraging their listeners to make. In verses 40 to 41, they plead with the Jews not to reject Jesus, as many of their own prophets foresaw that some would do. In verse 43, they urge them to continue in their faith and see Jesus as the fulfilment of it. And we can see that they were presenting the Jews with a very real decision. Because we read of many rejecting their message and stirring up trouble for them. This must have been very upsetting for Paul and Barnabas to witness, as they loved their people. But wonderfully, in God's good purposes, this rejection by the Jews then opened the door for the gospel to spread to the Gentiles, and many of them responded with gladness and enthusiasm. We may not always witness the response from the people that we talk to that we wish to see, but God doesn't waste any of our efforts for him. So how do we encourage people to respond to the gospel today? We might encourage them to pray when they get home. We might invite them to church. We might give them a book or a resource to read. We might get them to write down their questions and then we can go away and find some answers for them. There are many different ways that we can sensitively encourage them to respond. Ultimately, we're encouraging them to take a step of faith, because in reality, they have nothing to lose. Many of us have done these things over the years, but our efforts seem not to have been effective. This is difficult, I know. We are to do what Paul and Barnabas did. We are to trust God's timing and his plan and keep doing what we can. If we know that we're doing what God has called us to and to the best of our ability, we will know the joy of his spirit at work within us and we will see some positive response. So at the end of this Beach Mission Week, we do not now sit back and think that our witness is done for the year. Instead, we should let the team's efforts inspire our own and the fruit that we have witnessed through Youth Alpha can be an encouragement to us all. Let us all begin to pray and seek opportunities to share the gospel with those we know. And when those opportunities come, let's use language that people can understand. Let's point to Jesus and let's encourage them to make a response. This may be challenging and uncomfortable at times, but with the Spirit's help, joy awaits.